All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Project Warman podcast with me, Connor Warman. My guest today is Brian Yolitz. Brian is a friend of mine who I met this past spring at the Big Fish Foundation fundraiser. Brian was in the Air Force for 27 years where he was a civil engineer, and now he does similar work for the public higher education system in Minnesota. Today we talk about his upbringing in Wisconsin and Minnesota, his career in the Air Force, the Big Fish Foundation fundraiser, and how that experience went for him. Keep in mind, Brian is over 60 years old, and to watch him go through that fundraiser and to perform the way he did was inspiring to me. I just thought it was really, really freaking cool. So um, we also talk about his recent dive into mountain biking and his upcoming fundraiser at CrossFit Lakeville in Minnesota to support the Big Fish Foundation. I had a lot of fun with this conversation. It was cool to talk to Brian. He was someone at the fundraiser I didn't get to pair with or didn't get to talk to a whole lot. So it was cool to learn about his story and how he got to the fundraiser. And (laughs) that's a funny story in itself and how it went for him. So I'll stop talking. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Brian, how's it going, man? Connor, good to see you. Yeah. It's uh, good to be uh, finally connect. Yeah, good to see you too. Yeah, happy to finally connect with you too. It's been a while. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. But uh, thanks for your flexibility. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny because we did the fundraiser together, but I never really talked to you. No, really. that's right. And that's, that's that. So I did. So truth be told, I, t- I sent Tosh some feedback and I said, I never got to know hardly anybody there other than, you know, spend a whole lot of time with Zach and, and Brista. Yeah. Yeah. But I would just pass you guys, you know, yeah. Mike and you and, yeah. and just pass you on the, on the path and give you an up nod and hope for the best and yeah. just keep moving. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's funny. Cause then you went yeah. to the games and you saw a few people from roots. Yeah. They were telling me about you. And I yep. was like, first I was like, Brian, who, Brian, who? And I was like, Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so we were there. Uh, actually, uh, Noah Dean was the guy. You, I mean, he was the hardest working guy at the games. If you just ask him, he was running kind of the, the coordinating the events in the uh, vendor pavilion. And uh, so I was kind of hanging out there watching some of the, the seminars. And uh, they had a um, um, uh, yeah, the weightlifting se- session going on. And mm. uh, Mike Bergner was there, and he was going through the whole thing. And I, I saw that their shirts had. CrossFit Roots, and I go, I bet you they know Connor. <laughs> so I said, Hey, do you know Connor? And they said, Yep. And uh, so we kind of hit it off. It was, it was, uh, it was good. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. But uh, do you usually go to the games in Madison? Um, we've we have just because it's not very far away. So mm-hmm. there's probably there's a four couples we head down there. We've been doing it, I think, every year since they've been in Madison. So we go down there. We've done a we've done a VRBO. We've done a, a couple of hotels. But uh, we always overpack. We uh, one of the guys has got a pickup truck and a trailer, so we'll put everything under the sun. We'll go down there and work out in the mornings in mm-hmm. the hotel or whatever, and, and that's kind of fun because people walk by and they go like, "Hey, can we join you?" Mm-hmm. And uh, we say, "Sure, come on in." So that's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it's a kind of a tradition. We'll see how long they keep they stay in Madison. I, I suspect they'll move sometime, but we'll take full advantage of it now. Yeah, I think they have at least another year. I'm not sure. At least I think one so, more. Yeah. At least one more. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So I can tell by listening to you from Minnesota. That's right. Yep. 
uh, was born and raised, uh, actually born in Wisconsin, uh, and then moved to Minnesota for a short period of time, just just long enough to learn how to play hockey. And then mm-hmm. I moved back to Wisconsin. Followed, you know, my dad was working, moving her back and forth. And then um, then I went to the University of Wisconsin at Platteville. Mm-hmm. So had some deep roots uh, in the Midwest here, yes. Where in Wisconsin were you born? So I was born in Watertown, dear, right between Madison and uh, Milwaukee. Okay. And that was just, I was only there for a little while. Then I uh, moved here to Minnesota, kindergarten through eighth mm-hmm. grade or so, then moved and finished high school in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Mm. So, yeah, my, uh, my grandparents had a house in Minocqua and then oh, okay. my parents yep. had a place in Lake Geneva. So okay, spent a yeah. lot of time in that state. Minocqua, a lot of good fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Water sports. I was never yeah, a big bet. fisher, but Uh-oh. we like to water ski. We would go to the water yeah. ski show. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Minocqua's cool. And yeah, so it's Lake Geneva, but so you played hockey and rugby, right? Yeah, I played hockey through high school, and I had you know these visions of playing hockey in college. And my mm. dad said, "You're nuts! Come on!" So <laughs> I said, "You got to focus on academics." Thanks, so dad. I went. Uh, yeah, well, it was all right. I went uh, went to engineering school. Uh, got a civil engineering degree at University of Wisconsin at Platteville. But when I was there, I played played rugby, and uh, that's uh, there are some relationships and kind of the things that that kind of was reminiscing about what we saw at big fish and, and the, and the group of people that I got to play rugby with and just the whole of uh, brotherhood, if you will, or, or fellowship was really, really good. And uh, in fact, I played, uh, we've been having alumni get togethers the last every five years. Mm. And so we had one in, in uh, late April uh, before the big fish event. And uh, so I got, got the stuff on and rummaged <laughs> around the, uh, the pitch a little bit, didn't hurt anything, yeah. didn't break anything, yeah. but it was fun used to be a lot faster at least i thought i was and uh, a lot tougher and stronger too yeah rugby that's a rough and rowdy crowd it's uh we had a lot of fun yeah yeah Yeah, what's uh what's kind of funny is um the guys that i played with i mean there's you know uh company uh uh, presidents cfos uh chief executive officers um uh, electrical linemen i mean they're just people all all walks of life um, good folks. And uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've, I've stayed in touch with them more than anybody else from my, my college days. And, uh, like I said, we get together often and, uh, just, uh, just share life's adventures, kids mm-hmm. growing up, uh, getting older and that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's gotta be really cool to see that over the years. Yeah. Um, so you majored in civil engineering. Is that like building yep. stuff? Building stuff, uh, taking care of stuff. Exactly. And, uh, and then, um, so then, uh, so I was in my junior year, my dad passed away and, uh, he was just turned 51. I was, uh, what, 21, I guess. And, uh, that kind of turned the whole world. I had this idea of just, you know, hanging out in Minnesota and Wisconsin, hunting and fishing. And, uh, it's kind of like, well, that's, you know, I got to make sure I'm not a big drag on my mom. So, uh, mm. the uh, air force recruiter, I remember him really well uh, tech sergeant, Ed Ralston was, Hey, we'll pay for your last year of school and you can go to join the Air Force. Well, uh, you can do that for four years. And I said, well, that's maybe that's something I can do. And I come back to Minnesota and go hunting and fishing. Well, um, you know, got uh, joined the Air Force, got married and then uh, wasn't able to execute on the four year plans. It took us 27 years to, 
to finish up. So uh, my wife, Annie, and I uh, spent a lot of time running around the, uh, around the country. Didn't get overseas too much living, but uh, I did spend a lot of time overseas during my career. So, Yeah. So you uh, went right into the Air Force after college? Yep, exactly. Graduated uh, from college in uh, December of 83, and then I was uh, down in uh, San Antonio, Texas, marching uh, the first week in January. So oh, wow. pretty quick, pretty yeah. quick turn, yeah. Yeah, but it was good though. Leaving, it was, I think it was twelve below when I flew out of out of the airport in Dubuque, Iowa. So it was pretty cold. Twelve below. So, yeah. Ugh, yeah. Cold weather is terrible. You probably <laughs> like it though. Uh, it's getting it's uh, not as much fun as it used to be. How's that? Yeah. Liked it growing yeah. up, but not so much anymore. Gets old after a while. Yeah. Gets old after a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. So when you we joined, may, we may go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Well, I just. Uh, we're, Annie and I are trying to figure out what's what's going to be our next adventure. So mm. she's got this theory it's going to be a, a little bit farther south than where we are today. So okay. we'll see how that all unfolds. Yeah. Any ideas? Uh, not yet. Okay. She's, she tells a pretty funny story about being uh, north of the alligator line. So I've got to figure out where that is. What is that? But, where is that? I don't know. I think it's there's there's been some alligators in some weird places. So I'm thinking it's north of Florida, north of some places in Georgia. Um yeah, who knows? Sounds like Tennessee yeah. to me. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, North Carolina, Tennessee might Something be a good like place. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you joined the Air Force, what did you do? So I was a, a civil engineer. So yeah. I I spent uh, kind of a traditional Air Force officer's career. Uh, started out doing construction management and construction oversight. We lived in New Mexico. And that was kind of that we were on track for the four-year plan because I was there about three years or so. And then they said, hey, do you want to go to Alaska? Oh. And we said, uh, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. So uh, we moved up to Alaska and uh, lived in Anchorage for three and a half years. And by then we had uh, two kids and we were having a good time. And the people we got to be with were were incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, When I first went to New Mexico, it was kind of like, I going into the high desert this is going to be way different than what i'm used to and it just really fell in love uh with the with the, with the place and the people and then uh you know alaska was a great treat for us spent a lot of time outdoors a lot of fishing and and hunting and just uh just the splendor that all is is all of alaska um so we were kind of hooked and yeah. uh and then they just kept going from there and then uh did the the typical military stuff you got to go to headquarters for a while you got to go to school for a while um then got to go back to the unit level and uh, had an opportunity to command a couple of times and then my uh last assignment in the air force i was uh director for installations for u.s air force's central command so i was responsible for the air bases in the middle east um from 2008 to 2010 so spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in Iraq and Afghanistan put a lot of concrete uh, down, a lot of barriers, a lot of shoot houses. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot, a lot of good stuff, really meaningful stuff. Uh, running pretty hard, uh, trying to help people be successful out there. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-seven years is a long time. Yeah. So you moved around a lot. Like, what was that whole lifestyle like? Just to be always kind of on the move. Did you like? Well, that? there's. I mean, uh, there was. You know, there's. 
it is what it is. I mean, there's mm -hmm. great stuff about it. We got to see some great places. Um, we never got a chance to really be stationed overseas, kind of envious of people who got to spend, you know, three or four years in Germany or Italy. And that just never happened. We uh, spent a lot of time on the East Coast going up and down I-95, uh, did two, two tours in the Pentagon, uh, two times in South Carolina. Um, and our boys, I think, I think we did the math. I think they were in 12 or 13 different schools. Oh, wow. Um, but Jeez. you know, there's there's some pros and cons. They, uh, um, you know, they don't have these lifelong friends that they you know, grew up playing football or baseball with and went through everything and went to, and played high school uh, baseball together. They don't have that. But what they do have is they've got some great skills in terms of and also this uh, they're unafraid to do anything. Mm. So you say, hey, you want to go here? Sure, let's go. So um, they've got some great skills. I know. You may have some friends that never left hometown. You know, they still live within a block of their parents or live with their parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, our boys have got uh, experience living all over the all over the country. Uh, and then also, I just have this uh, ability to kind of say, "Let's go try something new." Mm -hmm. Kind of good example is my son got an opportunity. The oldest one got an opportunity to do a um, a co-op with U.S. Uh, Smokeless in Nashville, and they called about a week prior to heading over there and. Uh, they said, "Hey, if you can be there, you can have this uh, this co-op opportunity." And he said, "Yeah, I can do that." Mm -hmm. Just dropped everything and moved. It had learned from his mom about you know you go to a new place, figure out where the where the highways are, east and west and north and south, kind of stay within those boundaries, and figure things out. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he did that and had had a good time. So they've so that's opened some doors for them, which I think is good. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely cool. Like you only know what you know and you only really know what you've experienced. So it's cool to have that perspective of moving around and living in different places because everywhere's yeah. different. The people yeah. are different. It is. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like for me, grew up in Chicago area, went to school in Mississippi. And then one second, I got to pause this. Sorry. So yeah, I was just talking like when I went from Chicago to Mississippi to Boulder, like three different places, you experienced three different kinds of people and just ways of life. And it's just, it's cool to have that perspective of like everywhere is different. And you kind of learn something from each place. You know, if, you're, if you only stay in the same place your whole life, that's all you're going to know, which is kind of wild. That's right. Yeah. You know, and actually those three places are way different. I way mean, you different. Got a great, great snoot full of uh, different cultures and experiences yeah. and climates. Yeah. Like all the, kinds of great the stuff. South is not the North and the South is not Boulder. <laughs> that's for sure. That's right. But uh, no, so it's it's a good start. We'll see where we go from here. Yeah. It's a good start. Yeah. But uh, looking back on your 27 years, what were some of your? It's kind of hard to say your favorite times, but just were some, what were some of your most meaningful or just best times that you had there? Um, some of the best times was just seeing um, seeing things happen, and uh, I guess let me back up. One thing that's kind of neat in just being kind of the the jobs that I've had in the past in terms of facility stuff in buildings is is we're able to see stuff um you know go through the planning process and then actually get built and then people using it you know that's kind of cool saying hey i remember that when that was just uh, somebody's idea and uh we helped to make that happen whether part you got funding or did the design or or saw the construction so seeing that piece right is an important one but it's been fun also just watching the careers of people that we've interacted with and uh and uh you know, seeing them as a lieutenant or a young airman and uh, saying, hey, these guys got some potential or, hey, these guys are maybe off the path and yeah. uh, maybe done some adjustments or some mentoring or, 
or that and then see them later on with more stripes on their sleeve or you know going up in rank and going up in position that's really cool to see and just mm -hmm. uh, the maturation process of people and uh, you know cheering for them all the way along that's that's when the, the best part is just the people and yeah. uh, being part of that yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah, so you really like you really like building and the building process. It sounds like that. That's uh, yes. And, yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I've been doing, uh, and then that's what I did when I transitioned from the Air Force. Um, you know, I had a, I got an email from a guy who said, "Hey, this job in Minnesota is kind of what you're doing now. It's mm. not in the Middle East. You know, you're not worried <laughs> about things in Iraq and Afghanistan, mm -hmm. but you are. It's about the campuses in Minnesota. So." Mm -hmm. I work for the higher ed system, public higher ed system called Minnesota State. Um, so there's uh, 54 campuses around the state of Minnesota. There's even stuff up uh, where uh, Paleo Nick hangs out just around mm. his, his backyard. Yeah. And um, so in like 28 million square feet of, of building space and about uh, 150,000 students that go through our doors mm. uh, anytime. So it's a uh, it's kind of cool and uh, seeing the same kind of thing happen over time. And then just knowing what, uh, what happens in the buildings in terms of the education process and, mm. and what edu education can do for people, open, open doors and opportunity for people. Yeah. So yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. You and my dad would get along pretty well. He's a general contractor back in Chicago. Uh oh, so he loves all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So how long has he been doing that? Uh, forever. Yeah. Forever. It's a family business. My grandpa started it in 1979, so ever since then. Oh wow! They've been okay. Going. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And if they're still in hanging around, they got to be doing something right. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Yeah. No, they yeah. are. <laughs> they are yeah, good. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go. Let's fast forward a little bit. When did you get into CrossFit? Oh, that's a good question. So, um, so in 2006. I, uh, oh, that's early. I was a mission. Yeah, yes, it's a, it's a long story. Not, <laughs> it's not a long story. So I went to, uh, I was a mission support group commander at uh, Langley Air Force Base. And I had a boss, uh, Brigadier General Bert Field, and he, among many things, brought me in his office and said, hey, um, this CrossFit thing, mm -hmm. this is a big, this is going to be a big deal. Figure it out and, uh, and let's get something going on base. And I said, oh, okay. So I went to CrossFit.com and, uh, you know, started snooping around the website. I mean, that's when, that's all there was. And uh, so we went on um, a couple of other, he did the same thing with some of the other commanders and said, hey, we got to get on board with this, show some leadership. So mm -hmm. um, we started putting together a plan of, because we had the, just the regular global gym equipment in our mm. gym. And so we need more barbells and pull-up bars and that kind of stuff. So uh, we made a move on a racquetball court in the main gym. Nice. And you and uh, and that was a big deal because there's a bunch of retirees who play racquetball all the time. Yeah. And we told them, no, we're going to close this racquetball court. And you thought we were going to take away their birthdays. And it was uh, it was pretty pretty crazy. But uh, but we did that. We sent one of the, the folks that ran the gym to a level one course. I don't even know it was called that at the time. And he came back and taught some courses. And then um, I would go over there and just, you know, print out the, I'm a, uh, you know, 
to print out the workout and then try to do it myself. And yeah. uh, there were a couple of ladies, a couple of ladies there who were also working out. So we would do different workouts together. Well, I didn't realize it, but one of them ended up being Nicole Gordon. She's uh, yep, yeah. Um, yeah. So she's yeah, and uh, I didn't. Know, it was yeah, one of those she, things uh, where yeah, she, she just crushed me, and I'd look, I'd go like. <laughs> That's Who the hell hilarious. is this? The mom of two is just kicking my butt. Yeah, she comes up and, and then, coaches uh, at Roots sometimes. Yeah, she's from there. Yeah, so so yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so she was in the Newport New or uh, Hampton Roads area at the time. Her husband was a F twenty two pilot. So, mm. um, anyway, so that was pretty 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 humbling at times, and yeah. then also a couple of other of us, you know, would work out and try to figure out our scores. And then, so anyway, so that was my exposure and, and did some of that. And then, uh, um, then kind of got away from it a little bit when I was in my last job in the air force, just so much traveling and, uh, just kind of got away, got out of the air force, figured I'd do the PT stuff, you know, I'd jog, you know, and that kind of stuff. And then mm-hmm. got out of the deer stand. Um, I want to say what, 2010, and uh, a little bit beefier than I had been in the past and said, I got to, mm. got to get this fixed up. So been driving by a CrossFit gym that had just opened up and uh, went in there and been going there ever since again. So mm. um, yeah, it's, it's just part of a uh, part of part of the lifestyle. So yeah, important part. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. They got into it so early. That's really cool. And you're still doing it now. Yeah. Still doing it now. Yep. Yeah. But did, uh, yep. Did, uh, been, last couple of days have been long so i got a couple of things in my garage so i did uh whatever the the extra the main site workout mm-hmm. um row rowing and uh dumbbell box step over step ups yep that one got spice spicy last night yeah yeah i'm sweating like a dog yeah that's what's cool the round too. of 30 was terrible yeah yeah it's just cool too the simplicity of it don't need much just nope, takes a little right. creativity and you'll be fine yep yeah but, exactly yeah yeah so Let's go to Big Fish. Let's talk about that. How'd you hear about Big Fish, the fundraiser, and then how'd you end up getting convinced to do it? Well, that's a that's another good story. So, you know, I'd heard Tosh on a couple of podcasts. So our the guy actually the guy who's getting married uh, tonight, um, DJ mm-hmm. Hillier. He's a coach at our gym. He's got a, a podcast called My Fit Podcast. Okay. Um, so he had Tosh on, and I I listened to that, and I go, that's kind of some of the stuff he talked about resonated with me. And then I heard Tosh again on uh, best hour of their day podcast. And, uh, and he talked about the diesel day and personal accountability and challenge. And, you know, your capacity is way bigger than what you think it is. Um, and then this, just this relentless, you know, pursuit of you know, what's next or what's bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just really resonated with me. And I kind of, you know, filed it in the back of my head this diesel day maybe someday and then um uh in late april uh i get a text actually i think it was like two weeks before big fish i get a text from the gym owner andrew and says hey pete needs to talk to you and i was like well i knew pete but i didn't know why it was urgent that i talked to him and he mm-hmm. said hey i just got back from diesel day they need an air force guy uh to come out to the fundraiser and i i said Oh, okay. Um, well, what does that all mean? You know, I, I was yeah. you know, kind of flat footed here and I said, well, if I could, you know, just spend time out there and see what that's about, that'd be awesome. So, um, talked to my wife and then we were, we were supposed to go visit my son and his husband, uh, mm-hmm. that very weekend. So I said, Hey, Annie, at 
there's an opportunity for me to go out to, to, to Boulder and, and <laughs> do <not> this. <laughs> and I said, I, I don't think I'm going to, I think let's, what do you think? And she goes, uh. she goes, that'd be awesome. Cause you've been talking about this. So we called up my son and he, and you know, he's, he's so good. My youngest mm-hmm. one, he goes, you got to do it, dad. Yeah. So, uh, so I said, okay, let's do it. So, uh, went and canceled my flight out we were going out to maryland um canceled my flight and then i got on got got my flight squared away coming out to 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 flying into denver so um and that was cool you know i did my application you know and then you got the got the email hey super stoked uh you know for you guys to be coming out there you know the one that went to dt and others and to bailey and uh brandon and stuff and uh and mary and marshall and uh i said well here we go and then um so, you know, that was like, what, what, less than, well, two weeks before we're leaving. And then, um, um, so I get up the morning, Friday morning to fly out to, uh, to Denver and I turn my phone on, look at it. You know, the first one was from Jeff Chase saying, Hey, meet you guys, you know, at the fourth level at the airport or whatever, East side or something like that. Is it cool? Next text is from uh, Delta airline. Your flight's been canceled. Jeez. <laughs> I go like, oh, you got to be kidding me! So, so I said, the adventure begins. So I, yeah. uh, you know, got on uh, on the internet and got a got a flight through uh, Frontier and scrambled around. So it worked out just fine. Uh, it was kind of funny, you know, the Air Force guy can't get an airplane to get to a location. Yeah, right. <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, my wife and I drove to the airport together. She went east, I went west, and uh, and the adventure began. And uh, you know, showed up out there, um, got all my bags, and and then started the drive up the hill. So, that's kind of the short story yeah. there. And what were you uh, like? What yeah. were you thinking about it? Like, did you? What did you think? Did you have any idea what you were getting had, yourself into? I had no idea. Um, I mean, I had seen some of the videos and said, "Okay, you're going to work hard. <laughs> um, you're going to challenge yourself." And then I had spent a, um, another thing. I just started working on mountain biking that's a whole nother story but i had, had an appointment with uh and also thinking about what am i going to do after this what's my next what's the next thing i do after i get done working here hmm. um, so i had uh connected with dawn fletcher who's a, a driven mind she's a, a mental health not a mental health coach but a, a performance coach focused on uh your your mindset and stuff so I had set up a meeting with her to talk about, you know, getting ready for a mountain bike race and you know, thinking about long-term about uh, careers and that kind of stuff. And I said, well, maybe we should focus on how do I show up out at Big Fish? So mm. we spent some time talking about, mm. um, you know, being present and really focusing on, um, you know, what I wanted to show up and do when I was there. And then recognizing that we're going to find that place when shit hits the fan or you hit the wall, what are you going to do? And mm-hmm. uh, so, um, because I haven't been to Diesel Day, I haven't been through that. You know, my experience is, is different than what Pete had, who uh, recommended I come out. And so, kind of, we kind of laid some stuff out, and then, and then I went out there. So you're right. I got, we got to the, got to the, um, got to uh, the ranch. You know, the only thing I knew is don't pet the white dog. So I was <laughs> like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's, that's. We were briefed, and then just kind of said, there's a tent. You know, here's what we're gonna do, and then just started milling about and talking a bit to people, and just trying to uh, get oriented about where things were. And you know, I think I come from elevation here is like 700 feet or something like that, and mm. out there's 7,000 or something like yeah. that. So a little bit nervous about that, but uh, 
yeah, uh, really didn't have any idea what I was getting myself to, but I just, just listened a lot and tried to take a lot of mental notes. Mm-hmm. Were you nervous? Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know, uh, didn't know what was coming, and I didn't know, didn't know exactly how I was going to respond or how how it was going to hold up. Um, but what was amazing was just that everybody there wanted everybody to be successful, mm. at least your highest potential. At least that was my, my experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's what made it such a special place. Well, that's not necessarily day. true. What you just said. I know. I know. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I didn't really care to see Dan Bailey do too well, but that's just me. Yeah. That's, I figured that was coming. <laughs> no, <but> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. And then what do you think about the actual event once we got into it? Well, it was, uh, um, it was incredible. The, uh, um, I liked, I, I liked the, I liked the grind stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not a fast guy. And it was kind of, kind of the funny story to that first hour, you know, it was kind of like, okay, got to go out there and get your stuff and bring it back. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, <laughs> so I go rolling on, I go rolling up to the rig. I'm the last guy and there's a 10 pound plate left. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I go, well, that's all I got. Let's go. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, anyway, then I did pass a couple of people cause they had three 45 pound plates or something like that, or, or something like that. I yeah. think you might've been one of them. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Kind of just kind of set the stage and said, okay, here's how your lungs are going to feel sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, being lucky enough to get partnered with Brista, yeah. uh, was, was a huge deal. And, um, yeah, she's a superhuman, and uh, um, I learned so much from her and Jonathan, and and actually Bo helped out a bit too. Um, you know, it was kind of funny. I I turned to her and I says, "I have no idea to what I'm doing. What do I need to do?" And she said, "Your job is to eat." I hmm. said, "Okay." <laughs> so okay. Uh, I can so do that. that. So that's what I did, and then that got hard, you yeah. know, because you're trying to jam down a PBJ, and your mouth is dry, and and then. Hey, we got to go. Let's go. You know, get off the, get yeah. off the true form. We got to go. And you go, yeah, but my mouth is still jam full of a sandwich and a, whatever. And, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, and that was a big deal. I mean, that paid dividends later on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, that was, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then spending time with Zach, uh, in the second half, um, that was awesome too. You know, we were both you know, pushing, uh, pushing on the edge and, uh, you know, lifting each other up, uh, when we would stumble at times. And then, um, and then, uh, probably the best, uh, the thing that I think about oftentimes, in fact, I saw him at the, at the games as well. And we talked about it was whether it was our 29 35 or something like that. We had that last 25 minute go and he goes, we're taking a gold one. Let's go. And I mm. said, Oh crap. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, long story short we it, it all worked out we uh got everything around got all of our junk uh, past the uh firing range and and uh got everything up to the to the patio and stepped across the line and mm. it was it was unbelievable yeah it was yeah, yeah. again one of those things way beyond what you thought you could do yeah. and uh and yeah it's a big sure. deal yeah and then what were some of those breaking points or points where you found the edge and how did you react and did that change as the event went on? Like, did you learn from that stuff and were you able to handle it better as we went? Uh, just, um, really the, the, the luggage jug thing was just taxing on just the, 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 you know, 
toting the jug and the kettlebell around and uh and then just trying to get into a rhythm and uh you know sometimes we would cut it too short and leave a little bit of time on the on the lap mm. and say okay let's see if we can push a little bit harder um and but i think uh really focusing on the brakes was probably a big helpful thing too saying hey don't get comfortable just get a bit recovered and let's get going mm. um you got to go so and then that's one of those things that just rolls over in life too if, if uh, you just get too comfortable i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna take some time off whether it's going to school i'm gonna take a semester off or, or whatever uh it's hard to get going again and uh and then you end up getting behind schedule getting behind task and that's uh that's not good so um you know that's one of the things that uh Brista was talking about is hey we got to have purpose purposeful rests where you just get refueled rehydrated and then we got to go it's as simple as that um, yeah, I know it, you may think this is funny, but you know, I never looked at the scoreboard. I just knew that we had to keep going. Yeah. yeah I think just, that's a good just thing. Keep, keep, keep going. Let's, yeah. uh, you know, let's go get back on the course. Mm -hmm. You know, let's, yeah, uh, let's make the next lap. Let's mm -hmm. make the next, next evolution. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, cause, cause there's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is keep doing what you can do mm -hmm. and try to keep pushing the, pushing that limit a little bit harder, a little bit harder, uh, on yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that purposeful breaks things pretty big. Cause it's like take enough time to get yourself ready to go again. But if you go a little yeah. too much, it'd be like, Oh, what's another minute? Yeah. What's another minute? And the next yeah. thing you know, it's been 10 yeah. minutes and you're just, and then you don't want to get back yeah, up. That's right. That's, that's right. That's the biggest, or you can't get back up. Or you can't get back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, how how old are you? Uh, sixty one. Sixty one. You were by far the oldest person there, I think. I think so. Yeah. Tosh is kind of close. So to there's you, a, but yeah, Tosh is close, but he's got some work to do. He's not that close. <laughs> I know he's not. <laughs> so it was so that's kind of funny too. Um, it was like for some reason I remember this so vividly. I think I was on the true form, but I remember looking. You know, the clock is. This was at night. This is. It was two eighteen in the morning and he comes rolling up and just looks at me and he goes, he had a big jaw and he goes like, Hey, how old are you? And I said, 61. And he goes, fuck, and he just <laughs> walks the way. And so I don't know if, uh, if he's going to work the screening process, uh, different next time or what, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you always, it was an inc incredible event and I, I i wouldn't change anything and the change the opportunity or the or what i did at all it just mm -hmm. uh it just like i said earlier i think if we could have spent more time uh talking and learning more about people that's what's been mm -hmm. kind of fun listening yeah. to your podcast mm -hmm. you know listening to vince you know vince you know we did spend some time i got to spend some time uh talking with him on on monday morning you know kind of we're still numb a bit you know drinking coffee and having breakfast and, and he was talking about some stuff. And then one thing that stuck with me is about, about journaling. And, mm. and he talked about, Hey, you got to get started. And, and cause I had mentioned that, you know, I, I did fits and starts and he said, all you got to do is just write, you know, date stamp and move on to the, you know, and if that's all you got. Mm -hmm. so, so I've got a book that's got a lot of those in, but I have started mm -hmm. and uh, some doing some stuff. So it's been fun listening to him yeah, uh, that's awesome. and, and learning from him at social media. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. So, you get you recently got in the mountain biking. You said, yeah, in Minnesota, are there mountains there? 
Hills. Yep. Well, Hills. it's it's a mountain bike, not mountains. How's that? Oh, okay. So, so you ride a mountain bike, so, but not necessarily in the yeah, mountains. Not not okay. in the mountains as you call them. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, yeah. So last year, actually, about this time last year, um, we got a guy I went to high school with, which is one of the great things about you know I left the Air Force, I came back to the Midwest where I grew up, so I was able to reconnect with some high school buddies, and um, one of the guys is just is a is a crazy mountain bike guy he just mm. got back from uh riding uh in switzerland in a five day i don't know how many miles i mean he's just you know he's like a like a games athlete in terms of that capacity he's just uh just amazing yeah but um uh so we went and watched him ride a 40 mile race in northern wisconsin and uh four or five of us were there and you know it's kind of like a it's a bike festival and you know, he's riding 40 miles and we're drinking beer. We're going to cheer him when he comes across the line. And they had a shorter race they had a 16 mile race. And um, we're watching the guys and, and gals come across the finish line. We're going like, well, well, if those guys can do it, you know, we should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then one thing led to another. Well, if you do it, I'll do it. And then, well, then if you do it, I'll do it. So we ended up calling each other out and we said, well, let's next year. We'll, we'll all do this race together. And uh, so Last September, we kind of committed as, as best you can. We're going to do this uh, 16 mile race. Um, actually, this coming weekend, week from the week from tomorrow, and uh, said, "Okay, let's do it." So probably should get a bike, and probably should figure out a little probably bit about, idea. about mountain biking. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a learning process. I've uh, hit a couple trees, uh, lost some skin, but uh, oh, but really having a good it. time. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's all part of the deal. Yeah. The and deal. it's. Uh, yeah, that's a kind of another thing about about the fundraiser was just all the time we spent outside just mm. renewed my recognition that I got to spend more time outside. Yeah. Um, uh, whether it's at night running around or whatever, but um, yeah, just spending more more time outside. I'm I'm a better person the more time I spend. I think outside. every I think we all are. It's amazing yeah. what that does so, to you mentally yeah, and yeah. everything. Yeah. It's incredible, especially when you're used to living. So we're learning. In a, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, and so much happens on a mountain bike. It's not, mm. you know, cause I've ridden some road bike stuff and it, you just get in a straight line and go. Um, when you're out in the woods, got you're always thinking about watch out for the tree, how fast you going, what gear are you in, mm-hmm. which way do you got to turn the top of the hill? How about the bottom of the hill? What's your line? What's the surface like? I mean, your brain is working as fast as your, as your heart is. So that's, yeah. uh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So you're doing that race next week. Yeah, said. next weekend. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. First race, you said. First race. Yep. Maybe the last one. Who knows? Maybe. But uh, <laughs> First, could, maybe be, the could last. be could be a could be a could be a stepping stone into a whole another adventure. Yeah. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Um, and then you're doing a fundraiser for Big Fish coming up uh, early October. What is that's that? Right, yeah. What's that event look like? So, uh, so Pete, the guy, Pete Lipsky, the guy who did the, who said, Hey, you know, go to the fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, he was a diesel day graduate. I got back and, uh, we spent some time together and just, uh, um, we said, Hey, we got, you know, his experience on and what diesel day can do for people. And then my experience just with the, with the people that are behind and part of and leading mm. big fish. Uh, we said, Hey, we got to help out any way we can got to get back. 
and uh, he said we should do an event i said yeah let's do it and uh, so we've been planning this for a for a couple of months um so we're doing uh uh like you said, a fundraiser over the weekend of the 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a two-hour event. We're not going to do the row for 24 hours like some people are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, <laughs> I don't know those people. we're doing a, yeah, a, a two-hour heats with teams of two, uh, you know, kind of stealing some stuff uh, or borrowing uh, aggressively from some stuff. So, you know, doing some rowing. Did you say borrowing aggressively? Yeah, borrowing good... aggressively. How's that? Yeah, better <laughs> than stealing. stealing. We're borrowing that? aggressively. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so do some rowing, uh, you know, and not just little sprint stuff, but kind of do a little bit, a little more, uh, longer uh, goes, and then um, do some hauling around stuff. We got some logs, and then nice. uh, you know, kind of how to get some more points, kind of finish off uh, the last two hours. And so we're just trying to get as many people involved. Um, we're just starting to kind of put the word out there. Got the registrations up on our on our uh, social media on OMC Challenge 2022, and uh, we got some folks already signed up. In fact, I think the first ones that signed up are a couple that are are my age. Oh wow, so, uh, that's awesome! That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yep. They're another great product of CrossFit. Um, yeah, and uh, so they're stoked. They've got some. Uh, their their kids are in the military, or in laws are in the military, and uh, and. Uh, and they understand the mission and uh, are, are really excited about it. I yeah. get more texts from those guys like, Hey, when are you going to announce the official workout? I go, just relax. Just but uh, relax. yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So our goal is to, uh, uh, to raise uh, $10,000. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're working our way through and, and uh, DT has been just awesome. Uh, we spent, I spent a lot of time talking with him, texting back and forth, uh, trying to formalize how like people like like Pete and I or others and you uh, how do we do how do we support big fish uh, as efficiently and effectively as possible so mm. I know he's breaking some new ground and trying to organize stuff and we'll try to do some lessons learned so if anybody else wants to do something similar that they'll have some uh don't have to relearn things like how do you move money from point a to point b and mm. how do you do that right and yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah, that's cool. How are you going to do in the workout? Uh, Pete and I did it. Um, uh, when did we do that? Uh, in late July. Okay. So um, we so we used our time kind of as a way to assign points and that kind of stuff. So uh, we 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 kind of looked at each other when we were done and said, "Yeah, that's about right." Hmm. So uh, um, we're looking forward to, to getting some people involved in that. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that'll be awesome. It's coming up fast yeah. too. Oh yeah, and that's we're looking at the calendar and we're going like, hey, we got to get shirts. And I mean, we may have bitten off more than we can chew, but you know, kind of one of those lessons learned: you yeah, never exactly. know unless you give it a risk. Got to roll the dice and let it go, man. Exactly, roll the so dice. That's kind of where we are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roll the dice and go. It's the best way to live. Yeah. And then you were talking about making a big transition out of what you're doing now into something else. Is that what you're working yeah, on right now? Yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what um, kind of the start of the whole year. Mm. Um, kind of an interest uh, on a different a whole bunch of different levels, but yeah, recognize that I need reaching the point in my professional career here. It's you know time to be thinking about what's next. What's that next evolution? That next uh, next iteration? And uh, you know, spending some time out at Big Fish, talking with the people there. 
um, now gotten involved at the, with the Travis Mannion Foundation. So I did the uh, mm. uh, character matters training. And so I've got my, my deck and I'm working on that. And so making some contacts in the local schools. So I'm going to start doing that after our, our, our uh, um, after our event in October. Uh, but then, you know, trying to map out what do I do in the next phase of life? You mm. a lot, a lot of, my goal is to have a lot more years left and uh, want to give back and want to do some stuff. So we're exploring that. I think we started earlier talking about Tennessee or, or North Carolina or mm -hmm. something that maybe, maybe a move, uh, mm -hmm. but I know it'll be something different professionally. So, yeah. yeah. Why did she say she wanted to stay above the alligator line? I'm just curious. Now that you said she's that. Just, uh, she's just, <laughs> she's, I don't know. So uh, be careful um, what you say. Yeah, that is your that's wife. right. Okay, I'll uh, I'll tell her that I'm reminder reminder of that. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, that's funny though. The alligator line. I've never heard that. Yep. But it's uh, part, it's, you didn't learn that in geography class? No, I don't think that's like a, it's not like the equator or anything. Yeah, it's you know? pretty, at least the, not yet. It the, should if it if it isn't it should be. Yeah. Or the Mason Dixon, right? Isn't that what's called? Yep. That's right, Mason Dixon line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh. Well, apparently there is also a sweet tea line too. You know, if you got sweet tea, where's that? Uh, and and unsweetened tea. I think sweet tea's down south. Yeah, definitely and, uh, down south. Unsweetened tea down north. Yep, yeah, exactly. Which one do you like better? Uh, I'm a sweet tea guy. I got a sweet tooth. Something hmm. I fight, but um, yeah. Gotcha. And then, interesting. But also, you know, I'm trying to do uh, um, some branding, so you can tell Dave I got my uh, my O2 chugging that along. There you go. So that that's one thing at you know at the fundraisers. I think I drank my body weight in that stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's a lot of O2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I once drank three of those in ten minutes, and felt awesome. <laughs> Take on the day. I was just really thirsty, and I just drank three of them. It was funny. Oof. Yeah, but uh. All right, Brian. Well, uh, this is fun, man. I'm fa I'm happy we yeah. finally got to do this. Yeah, it was uh, it was good getting caught up and, uh, yeah. and reminiscing on, uh, on yeah, what, what sure. we did in May and and, and look forward to, to staying in touch and doing some stuff together in the future. Yeah, for sure. And good luck with the event. I hope it goes well in October. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Thanks. And you as well. Yeah. Good luck on yours. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Brian.